0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So, with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: You know, and as uh, we kicked off with Glenn this morning, and he talked about what were some of those permanent changes that we've made in the last three years, because the next three years are going to be coming. It just had me thinking, had me really thinking. And one of the things that I did this past weekend, you know, as Kate was talking about, sometimes we feel overwhelmed and that's because we are trying to do too much too quickly. And that sometimes we just have to get back to the basics and just reflect and just take an assessment of our life. And that just resonated with me so, so much, uh, Kate, because that's exactly what I did this past weekend. So the the month came quickly, and my sister was in Pennsylvania with her family. Her girls were in horse camp, and she said, well, Janie, why don't we meet in upstate New York at the end of um, our vacation so we can visit our, our mom. Our mom lives in upstate New York. And I just had so much going on. I had so much going on. I didn't buy my plane ticket, and I'm just like, wow, the time came so quickly. And part of me was going to put it off. It was going to like, you know what, let me just, let's just figure out how we can bring our mom down to Florida for, for Thanksgiving, because really it was just self-serving for me. It had so much going on, but there was a couple of things that I've, some lessons that I've learned by taking some time to go to upstate New York. And we rented a beautiful cabin in a town called Fleshman in the Catskill Mountains, literally beautiful, beautiful. And I'm so glad I did that. But whenever I take little retreats or just little little trips, I try to reflect versus just going through the trip. I try to reflect on you know, what are some of the lessons I've learned or what happened? And I wrote down on my plane ride back late, late Monday night um, lessons I've learned from the, my trip to upstate New York. And I wanna share those lessons with you. And if you're on Instagram, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. And good morning, good morning on Clubhouse truly, truly looking forward to sharing these lessons with you. You know, the first lesson, going right off of what Kate said, is that sometimes we have to get back to the basics and back to the basics mean sometimes to slow down to speed up. and that's exactly what I felt like I did. I slowed down in order to speed up, and we hear this all the time, right? So by going and going to the mountains. Grew up in the country, but have not lived in the country for some long t- for a long time. And driving down these uh, country roads and mountains and curves and all these other things. And even one point, I'm driving down the the mountain. The half of the road was was blocked off because the road fell into the river. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world? But I had to slow down to really take some of those curves because I haven't ro- haven't driven in the mountains in a while. But My point is, by slowing down to speed up, I took time to rest, to reflect, and rejuvenate. Especially, I think we all should do that, especially when we're ready to make major decisions in our life so that we have mental clarity. You know, I was reading this morning an article someone had sent me about the pop singer Sean Mendez. He sings a popular song, Senorita, and some other songs. And the headline was about how he canceled the rest of his tour. And it said weeks after he postponed his concert dates to tend to his mental health and what he said the quote that he said was he wasn't totally prepared for the toll that being back on the road would take on him so he decided to cancel the tour after consulting with an incredible group of health professionals he told his fans in a statement shared to his social media accounts he said i started this tour excited to finally get back to playing live after a long break due to the pandemic but the reality is I was not at all ready for how difficult touring would be after this time away, he said. And he also said, it has become more clear that I need to take time that I've never taken personally to ground myself and come back stronger. So how have you grounded yourself to come back stronger? Where were the moments where you slowed down in order to speed up? Where were the moments where you had to make some big decisions in your life and you gave yourself the space and the time to really think through with a clear mind, especially if you were making long-term decisions that would affect not only yourself, but your family or those around you? So the lesson number one was to slow down in order to speed up. Lesson number two, appreciate how far you have come by looking back to reflect on what was. So going back to to upstate New York, and Fleshman was about a, probably an hour north of where I grew up. I grew up in a small town called South Fallsburg, which is in Sullivan County. And it's probably about an hour and a half outside of metropolitan New York, if you're familiar with New York. There were 77 people in my graduating class, <laughs> and I knew all of them. But when I graduated, I was so, set on getting out of that small town and i moved to to long island and i went to cw post long island university and probably about a year after living in long island and i literally and i would not advise this but i was 19 years old and decided that you know i just needed a change and my boyfriend and i at the time who was going to a neighbor school a neighboring school we literally took out a map literally this is what we did at 19. (laughs) talk about risk taking we took out a, n- a map and said, you know, where could we move to where we can get a job? Right? This is our 19-year-old mind. So we looked at Orlando, Florida because of Disney World. So literally, we picked Orlando, Florida off of a map. Never neither one of us had never been to Florida, never let alone been to Orlando. And we saved up our, our little money at the time and we got a one-way plane ticket. And I remember our family saying, What are you doing? I mean, we were we're from we were like, you know, hardcore New Yorkers at the time. And he's from New York City. And they were like saying all types of things, right? Stereotypes about the South. You're gonna go down there and people are blah, blah, blah. So once we got down here, let me tell you, I wanted to leave <laughs> because it was very different than what I was used to. But I did not want to go back, especially to my family, where they said, I told you so. So I'm saying, I'm sharing this all to say is that I so much, when I went back to upstate New York and just was in the environment or close to the environment, I should say, I wasn't necessarily in the environment, but close to the area where I grew up, I had so much gratitude, <laughs> so much gratitude about just where life has taken me and where life is going. And I believe that each and every one of us, no matter what we've been through, where we're from, when we look back, We want to look back to see how far we've come so we can celebrate the moments that we're in now so that we can also magnify the goodness that we have in our life to celebrate, not to have regrets, but to say, you know what, there were some lessons I've learned and everything I went through brings me to this moment that I'm here right now. And as Glenn challenged us this morning, what are we going to be doing? What are going to be the permanent changes that we're going to make in the next three years? Every moment that we're doing, even being on Clubhouse, having this conversation, are we just here listening? Or are we really listening? Are we taking information and making changes immediately? Are we reflecting and thinking and assessing so that every step that we take as we're building the next three years of our life, we can be proud of, we've put in the work? Because remember, my lesson number three, remember you are a walking legacy. Each and every one of us is a walking legacy. We're not going to be anyone else except ourselves. I'm only going to be Janie Lacey. There's never going to be another Janie Lacey. My fingerprint even says that. I have a very unique fingerprint, right? So when we're looking at how far we've come to reflect on what was, because we're building something new. And when I think about remembering that I'm a walking legacy by reflecting on being back in, in, in upstate New York, One of my reflections was that no one in my family that I know, no one in my family has been where I have walked and where I am walking. And this means you too. Think about it. For me, no one has been where I've walked and where I'm walking. So remember, you have grown. You have learned. You're learning, right? That's why we're all here. We all have a growth mindset. We want to continue to learn. And you're creating new footprints in the path that you're walking. So look back with gratitude and the lessons that you've learned. What lessons have you learned? Because if you're repeating the same lessons over and over and over again, and sometimes those lessons can be in the form of a man or a woman, <laughs> when you're meeting the same person, then that means you've, let, you've yet to learn the lesson. Number four, And I'm gonna pause after number five to get some feedback from the stage before I go through my last five, um, because I do have 10 that I wrote on the plane. My number four was for me, and I'm sharing this because I would imagine a lot of this applies to you as well, is for me focusing on creating freedom. And freedom comes in the form of money and time freedom. Time freedom to me is much more important. So think about this, what are you doing? And why are you doing it? And what are you trying to create? Because for me, having time, freedom, and money, freedom means being super focused and only aligning with people, places, and things that are on the path to my freedom. And that means that that also helps me say no to certain things that's probably for other people, maybe serving them, but for me, maybe a time waster because it's not in alignment With where I'm going, and if it's not in alignment, then now is not the time for me to engage in said A or B project. Because that means when we're super focused and we're super clear, we have the vision. And let me tell you, no one has the vision except you. So when you're thinking about what your vision is, you know what that means. And if you're struggling and you're thinking, you know what, I don't know if I should be doing this or doing that because I'm not sure if it's aligned with me, then probably you shouldn't do it. And number five, and then I want <clears throat> to open this up for a couple comments, is don't forget those who have been there for you along the journey. <clears throat> I think sometimes, you know, we have people that are close to us, whether they're our friends or colleagues that are constantly encouraging us or sharing things with us. Like even this story of Shawn um, Mendes, the, the article was sent by a colleague of mine. And that colleague of mine is constantly sharing articles around mental health because i am a psychotherapist and i do practice mental health i have a license in the state of florida so they're constantly keeping me up to, with pop culture around mental health and occasionally i send that person just you know as a mentor just how much i appreciate them so when you think about the people in your circle sometimes we can become so familiar with them because they're constantly there that we may not necessarily let them know how much we appreciate them. So hopefully this resonates with someone so that you can let someone know, whether it's through a text, whether it's through a video, whether it's just through you know, a simple conversation that I really appreciate how much you think about me when you're reading news or you're reading you know pop culture and things that stand out to you that you know that, that I probably would enjoy reading. I so appreciate you sending that to me. So think about those that have been there for you in the journey, those mutual and reciprocal relationships to, to express to them gratitude so I'm gonna pause right there before I go to the next five because i want to I want to hear some of some people from the stage so I talked about the five less ten lessons but I talked about five of them so far coming back from my New York retreat to visit family and um, just reflect Uh, slow down to speed up was number one number two appreciate how far you've come by looking back to reflect on what was number three remember you are a walking legacy Four to focus on creating money and time freedom, and five. Don't forget those who have been there for you along the journey. So I'd love to hear what resonated with you so far. If you're on the stage, you can just go ahead and unmic and just say your name and make your comment or ask your question.
2: Dr. Hey,
1: Dr. Jamie, good morning. Oh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's go with. I heard uh, a female voice first, so let's go ahead and go with you. Hey, first. good
2: morning, Dr. Jamie. This is Dr. O, the Metzger Professor. Um, thank you so much for your shares. What resonated with me first of all is slow down to speed up and also remember that you're a working legacy. Um, oftentimes um, of course like you know we always hear, say we learn a lot and we pick up so much along the way and a lot of us don't take the time to step back and sort through all of the information the education to really now take what applies to us to build ourselves up. And then we continue on that moving train and we keep picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up. And we get to a point where we now start to feel overwhelmed. And I feel like a lot of people eventually just lose themselves in the information overload. And one of the things that, you know, I've been very mindful to do this year, especially, is to take time periodically to step away from a lot of the noise and just inflect and see, okay, what am I learning and how am I implementing to move myself forward? And those seasons usually feel like a retreat. It usually feels like I'm slowing down. But then after you kind of start moving again, you find yourself propelling further faster. And then as far as the legacy is concerned, just seeing yourself as a walking legacy and just like you said, appreciating that there's one of you. And that one of you is going to be determined by not just what you acquire for yourself while you're here but the impact that you make in the lives of the people that you come in contact with along the way so that's one thing that i teach myself and i teach my kids to say you want to wake up 10 years from now and thank your future self for everything that you did in those 10 years to get to that point in life so focus on service focus on investing in yourself today so you can be truly truly proud of the journey that you're making as you go along. And that's my share. Thanks, Dr. Jamie, for letting me share.
1: Thank you so much. You shared so much valuable uh, feedback and I really love your thoughts around applied knowledge because I know I probably was one time in my life just consuming, 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 and then just became fat, so to speak, of knowledge and not necessarily um, applying it. And then I also liked how you talked about just losing yourself in the overload and um, that overwhelm, and then we don't do anything because we are so overwhelmed. And then uh, you said many things, but the last thing that really stood out to me is just exactly what you said: is when we get, in my words, when we get clear and we get focused, then we know what we're, we know why we're doing it, and that's where the most impact comes from. So thank you so much for that share. And let's go with the male voice next. I heard a couple of male voices, so you can just unmike Not- and say. Dr. Janie, um, hello, my name is Bobby Johnson. Um, Hi, what Bobby. Really re- Hi, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. Well, um, what really resonated with me
3: um was, you know, how you uh, basically broke down. Well, you didn't really break down. It, you kind of just went in on it, and I did uh, private message you so I can look forward to that,
4: Um, hopefully. However, you said risk, and risk is something that's not, you know, really, it doesn't really, pre- it hasn't really pertained to me in the past. However, you said when you were 19 years old, you 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 were looking to take risks. So you were looking to uh go somewhere, you know, start a new job, probably somewhere that you were not familiar with at all. And that's kind of just the space where I'm heading to. So I guess the I want to ask the right question is how, how how do I put myself in that position?
1: That's a great question, uh Bobby, but you know, when I was 19, I had nothing to lose. And I think sometimes, you know, in my story, when you have nothing to lose, you only can gain. So what I would suggest is exactly what you're doing is getting around the right people. And that's being right here at the breakfast table in the Millionaire's Club is around people who are risk takers. But I would probably suggest, depending on your circumstances, and I, and I will read your message, but depending on your circumstances, is taking calculated risk. Because when I took that risk at 19, um, like I said, I probably would not advise my, my son at 19 to make the, same, um, make the same trip, right? Getting a one-way plane ticket, never been to the city and just saying, you know, I'm gonna figure it out as I go along. But that was part of my story because that's made me who I am today because I knew I had nothing to lose. If I stayed in that environment, I probably would not be who I am today. So when I think about how you start taking risk, is first getting around the right people and sometimes even and i'm not a coach I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist but sometimes getting a coach um can help you do that a right type of coach because you want to figure out why i want to take this risk and what do i need to do and what is my purpose in that right so once you get clarity around what it is that you want to do and then you have the support system then you can probably take the right types of risk um so that would be my quick response Uh, Bobby, but I can definitely hear in your voice that you have something brewing and I hope whatever that is that you do take the steps to fulfill your goals because you deserve it. You deserve it no matter how um old or young anyone is on the stage today is a new day and we have opportunities to do the things that we've always wanted to do and if we stop with the overwhelm and all the things and as we we keep mentioning this morning but getting back to the basics reflecting and assessing and then being around the right people so you're around the right people bobby so we're so glad that you're here at the breakfast table and i'm looking forward to uh to reading your message
2: thank you for your time
1: absolutely uh let's see if if was there another female voice, you can just go ahead and unmike and say your name. All right, well maybe it was a male voice. If anyone else has any other comments around the first five, you can go ahead and unmike. If not Dr. We'll...
5: Janie, it's Justin. How are you?
1: Hi Justin. Happy Thursday.
5: Happy Thursday. Yeah, it's uh there's a quote that I, I kind of think about. It's by Big Sean actually, and it says, you know, I'm always gonna have a hundred places to get where I gotta be because I just don't burn bridges behind me, right? And I think there's a story that I want to share about a videographer I worked with, independent contractor, um, and he was within the company and, you know, had expressed to me that he wanted to grow his own personal company beyond kind of what we were doing. And I was totally fine with me. Um, But what that did was I brought in somebody else, salaried them, and they took over our core business because I figured he was kind of outgrowing the organization. Well, lo and behold, I didn't realize that that had actually made him feel a certain way and randomly noticed that he had blocked me on Instagram. So I reached out to him. I'm like, Hey dude, like we good. Like I, I see a lot of potential in you, like to me, your family. And he told me that that was something that really made him feel a certain way. So it took me having to actively try and rebuild that bridge to make him realize that I didn't have anything but good intent for him. So right. Rekindle the relationship, which could lead to phenomenal work together, like for him, And for me, so I want to caution people not to put narratives on other people, because you don't really know the interpretation of how you're communicating with them is being taken. But then also, if you are the person that notices something that makes you feel a certain way, don't just shut the door to that person. You can rebuild that bridge. And I promise you that can change everything.
1: Thank you so much, Justin, for sharing that, because I as you're talking, I was thinking through some of my own situations where I felt like my actions or words may have been misinterpreted. And reaching out to someone or making that connection can create clarity, you know, by you reaching out to him and creating that clarity and then making that connection. And you're and you're right, sometimes we, you know, I think in general we can walk around and we create narratives about people or we, we can create stories because sometimes it's the, from the filter of, of our own life experiences and we can think certain things that's not even true. You know, I can even think about uh, one of my family members who just thought I didn't like them. (laughs) And uh, when this came to me, Justin, I didn't understand like, why did she think that? But when I had the conversation with her, right? So when I had the conversation and I got her perspective, I can see why her perspective was that way because she valued certain things So when I'm around her now, I create more of that meaningful connection because I know it's meaningful to her. And I think that takes a bigger person, Justin, yet when you realize that, you know, this person blocked me and I don't know why, and then to reach out to them and to try to make that connection and then have a connection based off of that, I think it takes a lot of bravery and guts. And I think a lot of people can learn from that versus like, okay, well, whatever, let's keep it moving. That that could be an opportunity to, miss a great connection but then to also learn a a great lesson because i think in those situations that instead of just you know dismissing other people that we should go back to that word and reflect okay what is it in my interaction with this family member that would that could be true that could be true that i can give off a certain vibe that made her think that you know what i wasn't interested in like connecting with her And, and and it gives us a mirror into certain areas, not all, but sometimes it gives us a mirror into things that we need to grow in if we lean into those situations, like in Justin's story. So I so appreciate you sharing that, um, Justin. That was really good. Thank you. Anyone else before I wrap this up? <laughs> Hi. Uh, good morning, try- Dr. Janie. It's okay, Tracy. let's go with the female voice and then let's go with the male voice. Dr. Janie,
3: I, I am just loving your segment this morning. This is amazing. And I'm from Florida, um, not far from Orlando, by the way. I love uh, hearing your story about how you ended up in Orlando, Dr. Janie. I love what you said about being a walking legacy, because, you know, we're all a walking legacy, whether we realize it or not. And right now, I'm in the process of uh, getting ready to host my family reunion. Here in Atlanta next weekend. And, you know, I got a lot of um, our young family members involved. I recruited a lot of uh, the young adults to get involved in the planning, you know, because I want to pass this legacy of this family reunion that we host every two years. I want to pass that legacy on to the next generation, you know, so that they can keep it going. And I just think, you know, that's so important so i I just love what you said about being a walk legacy, and it just made me think about you know this reunion that um I'm planning, and you know having about a hundred family members from all over the country um that will be coming together, and you know we'll be passing on traditions and hoping to pass the mantle to the next generation so that they can keep this legacy going of family and togetherness and and you know, just coming together to share. Um, so I just love that about the the legacy piece. So thank you, Dr. Janie. I always love your segments and and hearing your stories. Back to you.
1: Well, thank you, and I love hearing how you are organizing the family reunion and also keeping in mind the next generation coming above because you know, it's actually not too often that i keep that i hear about family reunions and i just think those are things like a missing art to bring family together reflect and to keep that togetherness because sometimes the people that we can be a role model for are right under our nose and that could be in our own family so i just think that's um, a wonderful so good our, our many many blessings over your family reunion make lots of memories and um take lots of pictures as they are memories so thank you for sharing and there was a male voice, so you can just pop right back in.
4: Hello. Hello from Toronto, Canada. Hello, Dr. Janie. I am serendipitously in this room. I have never heard you speak. This is my first time. And I have to say, in less than 10 minutes, uh, I have received so much knowledge, and I think it's quite serendipitous. Uh, what you said about being a walking legacy really cut to the core. Uh, I think we have a tendency to make ourselves feel like we have so much more to achieve before we become reflective about what we've achieved we don't take positivity from other people well sometimes we're shy about receiving positive feedback i love that i'm going to reflect on that today the other thing i i think it's great the person who quoted big sean you know we're we're in charge of our own emotions and the way that we're reflective about people and i think that reminder has to come through The give i want to give right now if you don't mind is just very clear clearly that a lot of us in this room have spent the last two and a half years really getting a lot of knowledge, really learning about both other people, people around the world, how we feel, how to be reflective. And I think there's a world out there that hasn't done this work. And I think you've just reminded us that there's a lot of knowledge that many people have, have shared here over the years recently um, that we can all share with other people. There's a lot of knowledge to be shared with other people out there. So thank you for empowering me to
1: Well, thank you and appreciate your feedback. And, you know, as we continue to to learn, I also am a big believer, as many of us on this table do, that then we also teach. And sometimes the teaching is not necessarily in the words that come out of our mouth, but how we walk in our life. Because just on the other side of things, we also probably can recall people that we've met along the way that say one thing and do another. So us being in a place of what we do is what we say is also remembering that that is part of our walking legacy is that the applied knowledge, all the things that we're learning, what are we doing with it? Because there is someone watching us. There is someone watching you and you don't even know that they're watching you. So appreciate your uh, feedback and uh, looking forward to getting to know you further so literally have one uh one minute left so I will save my next five for next Thursday how about that <laughs> and let's go ahead and take a, a, another another voice or two before we turn it over to Monica anyone else have any thoughts or final comments this
3: is Sherilyn, and I just want to thank you writing is a passion of mine as well and so to hear um, your strategies and things that
1: you're doing as far as writing goes. It's very much appreciated this morning. Thank you. You are most welcome. And I wanna give a couple of a couple takeaways that I want you to really think about. Just as I mentioned as my trip to New York and on the plane ride, how many times on a plane ride are we just going to sleep or we're just listening to our music? So whenever I am um, coming back from somewhere, if I can, I reflect and I challenge you all, whether it's a short trip, if you have time to just sit, reflect, okay, what was the best? And I do this with my son too. What were the best parts of the trip? You know, what would I do differently? And in this case, I wrote down, what are the 10 lessons I've learned? Because it was a trip I didn't want to go to because it was inconvenient. And I'm so glad that I went on this trip because I have 10 lessons that I've learned and that I'm implementing. And I will save the next five for next week. So this is Dr. Janie Lacey. I'm the CEO of Life Counseling Solutions, the creator of Women Redeemed. And please follow me on my YouTube channel. You'll see my latest three media appearances on Court TV and a local dub channel nine in the Orlando area.